Hello and welcome to the Snap Foo Podcast. My name is Justin, aka J Wang, and I'm joined by my co-host Ken, aka Kaima. Kaima, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Hey Justin, what do you think Ben Broad's favorite snack is? What is Ben Broad's favorite? I I don't know. Ginger snaps. <laughs> okay, sorry, it took me a second to get it. <laughs> That's a good one. Well. If you're new here, SnapFu is a podcast about Marvel Snap, the 2022 mobile game of the year. The game we all love to play, watch, and have engaging discussions around. And that's why Kaima and I are here today. We dive into anything and all things related to Marvel Snap. Now, before we begin, please remember to give us a like and subscribe, a rate and review, but most importantly, to just enjoy the show. Now, we're coming at you almost a full week and a half since our last pod and a lot has happened we're recording this on wednesday night right. in toronto 9 p.m eastern and we've had a new card we've had a patch we have data mine we have new cards within the data mine so much stuff going on so yeah. why don't we just dive right in to the new card the negasonic teenage warhead now I like this card, but I haven't had a chance to play it. Have you, Justin? Oh, I had to uh, open up the wallet for Broad. <laughs> and I, I, was a, I was a few tokens shy, so I had to go for the 8K, 8K gold and, and open, the, open the chests to, to get her. Uh, so, so Negasonic, <clears throat> for those that don't know, she, she is a 3-4, three, 3-cost, three, uh, three 4-power, and has the ability reading... After any card is played here, destroy this card and destroy that card. So my immediate uh, thing I wanted to test was the interaction of the destruction. And right. for those who have missed it, I've, I've um, made a Twitter thread summarizing sort of recording, you know, what what's how she behaves with certain cards. Right. And the first thing to to know is that she needs to be face up on the board for the effect to be active and then it's the next face up played card after her whether it's your side or their side is what will get blown up now does she blow up more than one card no no so that's a good question too so she only blows up one yeah only one card the next card oh okay and so the next one card cards. sorry the next one card not the next any card for the rest of the cards for the rest of the game one card okay she blows up one card if you play so you play negasonic you play i don't know something on your side and the opponent plays something on their side it only blows up the one thing on your side is that right say the order again so you play sonic and head yeah and then play and then no you play your own side right you play nova on your side and then the opponent plays something else so she's only blowing up herself in nova correct okay so that's a good point so the order of play like i've in my new games of learning her uh i wanted to do um i didn't want the blow up to happen but i played it out of order so i played her followed by i don't know mysterio or yondu or something like 
And then I realized, like, oh crap, I, I blew up my own card. I blew up my two, <laughs> my, two of my own cards, and I and I would would have lost. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so it's important on how you play her, priority wise. You got to think of that all the time. Yeah, the priority of the order of cards that you lay down, and the priority of the turn. Who has who's flipping up you or them? Okay, oh, that's tricky. Because going, for example, if you're going into turn six, right, and you don't have priority, meaning you flip last, right, your Negasonic Teenage Warhead is useless in destroying the opponent's cards. Okay, so you can't use her like as like a last to, minute blow up. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. yeah, you blow up your own card if you can still blow up your own card if you want. <laughs> oh, yeah. You cannot blow theirs. up their card because you're you're flipping last. So okay. there's there's a bit of a, a strategy or decision making on turn five. If like if on going into turn five, you have the lead or, and you therefore have priority to flip. Right. M maybe it's better just to play her out and get a sort of guaranteed. Then like you have to read the board and what all that other stuff, but you get a guaranteed result versus if you're not able to hold the lead and then you'll lose it right then you've wasted the um the effect and she's basically used not useless but it's just like a she's might as well be she's not like cyclops but <laughs> she she'll like it won't like the power is really wasted at that point yeah so i mean her powers are really interesting because so in the comics the original negasonic teenage warhead so her name comes from uh, this song from this band that she likes. Uh, uh, I wanted so, to look that up. Yeah, so it's a band called Monster Magnet, and they have a song called Negasonic Teenage Warhead. So the only association she has with that is like, I think that's a cool name. I'm going to take it. But in the comics, her powers, she's just a psychic with precog abilities. But if you watch Deadpool 2, the producers of that movie changed her powers to oh, what it is. Gave her something like a blowing up thing. Yeah, they made her like atomic, basically, which is how this card is playing. So, and then they they retcon the comics afterwards to make her feature that power because her name doesn't make sense otherwise. But originally, it was just a tribute to like her favorite band. Um, but yeah, now she blows stuff up. I mean, she looks like she would listen to that kind of music. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. Thank you for the here on the party. We get the knowledge from the Marvel metaverse from kaima now i try this is, is, is this in the dictionary or the encyclopedia um, yeah in the dk books there's a blurb about her but it there doesn't go into how they changed her for the movie so it's just about her original powers and she looks totally different too like she looks really goth her original appearance what? and then they change it to like That's this funny. pump punk looking style yeah i'll have to get the uh I, i'm looking in the index i don't see her name in the index okay but we'll we can do that another time that that's a good recap of the character and again very fitting abilities matching the on-screen um equivalent of the character right maybe um maybe what's that name high evolution or oh, which we'll talk about we'll give her a different Maybe <laughs> no, but she already has an ability. Okay, no, we don't want to. Uh, we'll we'll save that for for. We are going to talk about that later. But the uh, the the other things to be cognizant of is that she when they when she destroys the card, since 
the opposing the, the subsequent card does a flip up that card will if it's an on reveal card will carry out its on reveal effect oh. before she destroys it that's not good <laughs> yeah so where this is um it doesn't counter for example shang chi right if you have a large thing that you want to protect from shang chi Right. Cosmo, of course, is the obvious answer and has been because it just cuts out when it stops. It slams the door on anything on reveal. Right. I thought Negasonic could do the same because, but give, because uh, that she would just destroy it face down before he even gets a chance to flip. Okay. So, but obviously, that's not the case. So, once Shang-Chi flips, he will destroy your big card. Okay. And then Warhead will destroy Shang-Chi and herself. Now, Warhead's ability is not on reveal or ongoing, right? It's just an ability she has. So Correct. Cosmo can't stop it. Correct. And she, yeah, and then Enchantress okay. cannot stop it as well. Okay. So she, if um, she's really good at like getting around the Cosmo protection lane that Shuri players like to, Red Skull players like to do. Right. But she is not the right card for protecting your or i guess if it's a non shang chiable like less than nine card that you want to protect right then you can protect elaine with her but you'd have to like drop her in advance ideally like this no, like can... in case in case you don't have priority right you can like play like your combo and then drop her to protect that lane yeah you have to be already winning the lane is that what you mean I mean, like, it, well, you drop your combo, right? And then you're like, I want to protect this from something. Yes. So you can just drop her, and then they can't play any cards there. Otherwise, they'll get blown up. Right. Or they have to burn a small card. Yeah. And then followed by the 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 card that's bigger than your card. Like Enchantress or something. Okay. So. Right. So that's right. So I'm assuming, like, um, you play on the same turn as them. Right. To surprise them versus right. don't leave her floating. I've never really on any game left her played out on turn three and just have her on the board face up for the rest of the game situation. I'm always trying to play it on surprise. Okay. Yeah, because I would try to use her as like some sort of safety net or something. I don't know. That's a good strategy. I thought about that after as a way to um, say it's turn three and yeah. two, the lanes are empty. So you can just try to randomly hold the lane with her. Yeah. Don't play her. <laughs> priority exactly for like turns four and five you she could help you hold the lane until they decide if they what they want to do with it right that's another strategy that i haven't um i thought about after but i haven't really played with her using that way because it also blocks you from playing that in that lane too because you don't want to waste burning your own card to get rid of her what blows up first she blows up first or the second card blows up first the second card Okay. See, I would. Well, what me, I would let do me is watch my video to uh, verify that. What sure. I would do is I would drop her in a lane when I get her and just let her sit there. And if okay. she gets blown up, that's where I drop my Galactus. That's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so it's like you, but the lane will be empty. For you, you yeah, to, to drop Galactus. On, on the following turn, you'd have to do that. Yeah, so I set up everything else. So, so turn three, I'll just drop Negasonic somewhere, whatever. And then I'll fill up the other lanes of Nimrod and Wolverine and Nova and whatnot. 
and then oh they they blow up at the same time the animation sorry i'm just re oh, okay the cards blow up at the same time no no sorry okay sorry in a case where they don't play shang chi and you just play a random card the cards right. blow up at the same time okay and in, in the case where it's shang chi do I have a recording of that? I think it's on my phone. So I would okay. say technically the card played blows up first. Because if they have an on reveal ability, it goes first, right? And I think the reason they blow up at the same time is they don't have uh, on There's reveal. There's no on reveal. Yeah. Yeah. But technically the first card gets blown up first. I would think. Yeah. But the end result is that the lane will be empty, assuming there's no other cards there. Yeah. You could you could test that with Nimrod, I guess. See if he splits first, and then she blows up. Or uh, Wolverine. Yeah, she. you will, because it's still your turn when Wolverine's played, right? Right. Not the other person's. The other person's turn, our card is still face down, so it hasn't been played yet. It right. Played, hasn't been considered, quote-unquote, played until it turns face up. Okay, so there's some a little bit of shenanigans you can play with her, but you think she's worth six thousand credits? I, I said Tokens? this on Twitter. I think I'm on the fence until I keep trying out different things. I'm trying to find the broken thing, but I don't right. think it's there. Mainly because she doesn't destroy face down. If she destroyed face down, I would say for sure. Yeah. That's Is like she... the like Galactus destroying all of the cards, doesn't matter, face up, face down. Yeah. Um, like it should be like order. on that. Yeah, it should be that way, right? That's how I when I was That's reading what I it, thought and I'm yeah. ready. I paid for it and I started playing <laughs> with it. I'm like, wait, that didn't happen the way I expected. Like, yeah, I lost. <laughs> yeah, because I thought like, okay, I'll just play her there and then everybody blows up. But she has to play first, so that's yeah, that changes. Her it's a rock paper tactic. scissors thing now because now like you would use Cosmo to stop Shang Chi to like protect. But you can't use Negasonic to stop Shang Chi, right? Because he'll but go Negasonic, off. But Negasonic can stop like an eight powered or nine or like eight or lower power card. Whereas Cosmo cannot do that. Cosmo will just do nothing. Uh, and you final, mean Shang Chi? Like, sorry, sorry. And 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 Cosmo, right? They don't. If you're trying to protect the last lane, right, from your opponent, okay. Um, Cosmo and Shang Chi don't really protect against the case where it's an eight power lower card to win the lane. If you're okay, well, Cosmo will stop them from doing stuff, right? From the on reveal, but if it's just yeah. like a big card, if it's like oh yeah, Cosmo does nothing, and then like yeah, a Shang's... Dark Hawk that's eight or or something like that, right? Okay. Um, yeah, now thinking about all the restrictions now, I don't, I was like, I was thinking like right off the bat, I would buy her, but now I'm second guessing myself because tokens are so rare. So, yeah. Keep, if you're, if you're on the fence, I would say just keep watching, subscribe to me on Twitter, snap <laughs> on Twitter. We'll, I'll keep posting stuff I'm finding and, and don't make a hasty uh decision but of course if you if you want to go ahead and do it then do it and i'm posting good and bad for example like so we talked about the good the bad 
um <clears throat> one interaction that was weird or it makes sense now that i think of it, it was with lockjaw right so i put her in a lock i had her on my side they had a lockjaw and i'm like sweet he cannot they cannot like the first card they fish with is going to be dunzo right so they tried they put a stone in the stone went in right went down flipped up did did the thing it was a right. yellow it was the yellow stone so they drew two cards okay then it didn't get destroyed it went into the deck oh and then lockjaw returned like a nightcrawler and that got and blown then, up no and nightcrawler stayed on the board what yeah so that's a little huh. it's it's like played but it's not played because lockjaw like took the card in and it escaped from uh, warhead's uh, ability huh so i thought that'd be interesting maybe i may, might want to try a deck with negasonic and lockjaw on my side right so that i can i can freely play cards into that lane without worrying about her ah, okay but they cannot play their first card into the lane without you know what i mean right so you can play cards with lockjaw because apparently it doesn't count but they can't do anything because they'll get blown up though the first card will get blown up and then i think that's kind of uh that might be some it's not abusable well given the other quinjet changes too how would you do that though because like if you You play if you play negasonic first your lockjaw goes bye bye right That's true. So you if you have, play Lockjaw first, then Negasonic just goes into the void. You'd have to. You can move her in there, or you would have to yeah. hope she pops up on a lock on another Lockjaw play. It'd be really hard to move her in there. I, but yeah, well, right be. now, well, right now it's a little easier because <laughs> of the uh, the hot location. Yeah. Okay. Right? We got right. Asteroid M as the current hot location. Right. Mimicking Magneto's abilities. Where a three or four cost any three card three cost card or four cost card will get moved into this location, right? So, yeah. So, so you Astro- play her outside, and then okay. she gets pulled in. And Lockjaw is also three gets played outside and gets pulled in. And then there's okay, your, there's your setup. <laughs> it's, it's and, yeah, there's too setup. many <laughs> like dependencies and requirements right. need to be met. Okay, but it's one. Of, these like you could be. And quirky, if you're eight cubes on the line, and this is like the knowledge of this is what depends on the outcome, right? It's good to know. Um, yeah, a funny thing about Asteroid M that I saw on somebody's Reddit so they had Luke's bar, which picks out your card, whatever you play into it, and yeah. Asteroid M on the field. So okay. he played a three cost card into Luke's bar, and then yeah. Asteroid M moved it into Asteroid M. And then wow. got kicked back. And then got kicked back. Oh, got kicked back after. Yeah, from Asteroid M. Oh. So, yeah, a little bit of an interesting interaction there. So I guess, like, you, the first location takes precedence? Yeah, I was going to say, like, from left to right, do you, that, do you think there, there was an order of operation that matters? I and, think because he played into Luke's bar, and the text is, whatever you play into here will get kicked back, right? So it waited... Because it does the on-reveal ability and everything before it gets kicked back, right? So I think yes. they played into Luke's bar, and then Magneto or Asteroid M moved it over, and then Luke's bar like, okay, you're done everything, come back. So I think that's what happened. So that's I think if you... To, to know too. 
So if you play something into like this card will get destroyed, then it will get moved to Asteroid M and then blow up. Right, like play a card here, destroy it to get plus two power next turn, or every card you play here gets destroyed. Mm -hmm. It'll get moved over. I'm gonna say in general, this location is asteroid M is annoying. I don't like it. <laughs> it is. I forget about. I'm playing. Like, I'm playing uh, a deck with a lot of three and four cost cards right now. Yeah, and you have to. The, the one way around it is you fill up asteroid M with lower cards. Right. So then when it tries to, and then when you want to play your four cost card somewhere else, it tries to move it and it'll say no room. Right. Is one way of uh, trying to get around this. Yeah. Or just play all your three, four cards there anyways. Or, yeah, and then clog it up, and then you, yeah. Just, you have to just clog, clog it up with anything. Yeah, like play your Wong and Mystiques and whatnot there. Yeah. So... I mean, that's really it with Negasonic so far. I'm going to keep trying different combinations of things, and I'll post them on this Twitter thread that I'm going to update. Okay. And maybe we'll, maybe we'll see something interesting. Maybe we'll sway you one way or the other to you can make your mind on, on whether or not you think it's worth it. But I, it's, it doesn't feel super broken. It's not like an arrow. Right. And it does, it's not also super bad. Like, shout out to Ghost, who I always <laughs> waste wastefully spent six K tokens on, and to to what effect or result? I still want Ghost. You, we should be able to trade cards, we right? Trade you Ghost for like, I'll sell you Ghost for six K tokens or five K tokens. I should be able to open trade up yourself. my open my up my binder and like, you know, like yeah, this yeah. is what I have. Give me this, and I'll trade you this, right? Is there like card people? <laughs> yeah. Anybody got Ghost? Or like some sort of e like auction eBay style, you know, site. <laughs> I'll trade you my Negasonic for a ghost. Or my Tuma. Anybody want a Tuma? I'll trade you a Tuma for Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't trade you ten of Tumas for Ghost, man. I don't want <laughs> I don't want a Tuma. Yeah, I, I got a I got a Tuma as my free card. I saw man, what did this guy do? He a Galactus player. Galactus null a Tuma. So he he does the Galactus annoying thing, right, right. Uh, then on turn five plays a Tuma on purpose. Okay. Destroy. Oh, and, and then, then null turn six null. Right, because null gains the power of every card destroyed. Yeah. Okay. Eh. So and then I got I I don't have this on on recording, but I got in a uh, a Galactus player. They did Galactus on a lane. Where I had ended up have I was leading, so I flipped first, right, and now it's turn six. So I I played Negasonic and another card. Okay, they played Null and Yondu in that order. Okay, so they what took... ended up happening was that Null was the card that got blown up because they got oh. Null got played first, right, and then Yondu second. Okay, so bye bye so, Null. Yeah, if you're playing against a known Warhead player, right. Playing your cards in order, a certain order makes a difference. So you play, you would, you would do the opposite of the arrow, uh, where you would play your crappy card first, right? Your low co power card first, and then you play your high powered card last. Oh yeah, I could see her being used in um, a Galactus deck, right? So like you have either Shang Chi or 
Negasonic in your deck, and then depending on what priority you have, you play either or, right? So if you have priority, you play Negasonic, and then whatever they play gets blown up. If you don't have priority, then you play Shang-Chi so that they blow up whatever they play. So you can use that in a Galactus deck. Yeah. Right. Option select. Yeah, or just play both and see what happens. You could play both. <laughs> yeah, you could. No, would you oh, blow? No, you'd have to have... Um, you have to have seven. You have to like have an electro effect beforehand. Yeah, no, that's too and much you work. Could, you could play both. You could play no turn seven or turn six with seven power. You could play. You have to play Shang Chi first, right? And then Negasonic. Yeah, <laughs> that's the true option select. Oh man, you just you just <laughs> you just broke the game. <laughs> yeah. Okay, keep that. I'll, you know what? I'll try that combo next. Okay, it's a Galactus Electro Shang Chi Negasonic, and then the rest of the usual. Suspects. Uh, suspects in these Galactus decks. All right. Okay, so moving on with with the new card. Subsequently, also came a new patch. Right. And this patch had a lot of stuff in it. Mostly uh, nerds. Mostly, yeah. There was feedback from the community that they took in, specifically around uh, two decks, the Thanos Lockjaw deck and the Shuri Red Skull uh, Taskmaster deck. Right. And these nerfs um, were supposed to, were targeting to, to, to weaken these decks. Right. Now, there are also other audiovisual and cosmetic changes, which we will not cover in too much detail, but you can head over to the Steam store or uh, any of the various marvel snap sites to for the full summary or click your um, notes in game or yeah sorry in the game where it's not super obvious but they're they're, <laughs> they're working on fixing that like and and scroll through uh getting the changes that way so so thanos now was a 6 8 came a 6 11 but now is a 6 10. yeah so they lowered his power a little bit um and they were careful not to lower it too much so that he can still be Shang-Chi. Yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah. Uh, maker in, in having his um having his effectiveness. But the the other thing they did was that the stone, one of his stones, the space stone. Right. Uh from the old on reveal you can next turn move one card at this location and draw a card. So meaning you can move one card out. Right. The the new on real effect is that on the next turn you can move one card to the location. Okay. So what were people doing before the patch with the space stone? So this the very like scummy high value move was to play the stone on there was two 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 patterns one was the lo the lock jaw played into a lock jaw right on a full what would what normally would be a full lock jaw lane right and then move lock jaw out okay and then you can do it all over again okay yeah so you have a free lock jaw because location you, again you, you can fish three more times so so normally uh -huh. in a game you should only be able to fish three times and get the right you get a chance three chances of putting a low value card in and getting back to high value right like infinite or something and then space stone wants to do that six times 
Oh, okay. So this, this changes that. That's one pattern. The other one that was way, I think, a little more powerful or annoying was playing the Space Stone on a lane where you had a high-powered card. Right. Like She-Hulk. Okay. And then they would move that She-Hulk out to okay. a different lane as a way to uh, win or give unpredictable like a burst onto another lane to, to then take it over. Okay, so it's like giving She-Hulk like vision powers. But yeah, basically for that one turn. Okay. And that it was also very annoying to like plan around or know. And you couldn't really stop it at that once the stone was played, you couldn't really unless if it was I don't like Professor X or something, but you generally could not stop that big card from moving around. Yeah, like there's yeah, other than Professor X, what else could you do? Nothing, right? Galactus. <laughs> yes, blow it all up. Forget it. I'm not dealing. No, with it was it was annoying. It was not like uh, they use words like interactive and reactable and and fair. So now then said it works in the opposite way. It works like cloak essentially, right? Right. And both is it both players or only one player? Okay, uh, only you can. Only the yeah. Thanos player can do so. Yeah, the text reads: You can move one card to this location. Yeah, so that takes away both of those uh, broken patterns that we saw. So I think that's a good, that's a good nerf, right? Okay, and um, the okay. second nerf related to the Thanos deck was not a nerf to Lockjaw, but instead a nerf to Quinjet. So okay. Quinjet now still will reduce cards. By one, but there's right. a floor. There's a minimum of one. Okay. Whereas before, there was no minimum. It was you. If if Quinjet could do give you a zero power card, it would. And and in the case of Thanos, the stones are considered not starting in the deck. Okay, and what? that gave free free ammunition basically for for Lockjaw and for all the other just board sake playing. Things. So. Quinjet's power is uh, for cards that don't start in your deck. Uh, it's minus one cost. Is that right? Correct. On reveal, or ongoing? Sorry, ongoing. Uh, it's an ongoing, uh, ongoing ability. Okay. So since the stones don't count as in your hands, they're all zero cost with Quinjet. Yeah, and that's what was um, making that pairing so powerful. Okay. So this is completely cripples that play then, right? Because the stones are already one, and if the minimum is one, then Quinjet can't reduce them at all. Yeah, huh. and in just any Quinjet deck or play now, um, not just Thanos Quinjet, right? Will quote unquote suffer or be impacted by by this? But like, it makes sense. I like why can why does Sarah have the floor but Quinjet doesn't, and Quinjet only costs one to put into play. Yeah, I, I guess so. But like, it seems a strange nerf to hit Quinjet because like you could use Quinjet for other things. I feel like a fairer nerf would have been to like make the stones count as in hand, right? Because the problem was Thanos, not Quinjet. The, I mean, in the short term or the immediate was Thanos, but then as part of the developer uh, comments here for why they chose to target Quinjet, right? was because of uh 
the future what they know will be pending released okay. and and future proofing other the design of other cards as well okay so like probably other acting against uh the, the same you know situation with the unreleased whatever okay yeah i could see that with uh a card that's coming up like kitty pride <laughs> or like uh, you could somehow copy or get a thing a, a zero kitty pride right yeah and then what then you're for free can just get two power every time yeah or hit monkey right yeah same thing yeah so hit monkey is also i think a one right yeah all right no but hit monkey so you get plus two for every card you play so if you can reduce a bunch of cards to zero and then drop them on turn six he'll just get like plus two plus two plus two plus two there you go they they don't want they, they need they i guess the, the the general thing they're trying to minimize is having people play cards for zero right okay as a general thing i think that's what the the goal of um this change was right because i i don't know if it's possible now i don't think you can play a card for zero over now uh beast oh sorry so beast will be next you're right what am i saying <laughs> yeah so you, beast, can use... you can do zero cost like demon zero six demon yeah zero three a bunch of other cards you're right yeah, yeah, because I've been playing like a troll beast deck and just playing like Iceman and Black Widow and Yondu, and then I pick them all up and play them again, and then people leave. Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So he can make things zero cost. Uh, is that the only one but so I, far? Yeah. Well, I mean, but there there wasn't a beast Thanos deck on the watch list, so maybe well, there is now. <laughs> they're on low on the radar. So, so you play all your stones, pick them up with beast, and then right. you do the lock again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, one broken thing leads to another. So, yeah, I mean that's what there's the there's always going to be a player base that will never be happy with right. the changes, and you have to remind ourselves as players of this game like it's never going to be fully balanced it's too hard first of all to make a balance and it's also not super fun or it's yeah slightly more fun broken things are fun and <laughs> if you're on the end of like not of doing the broken thing right or the slightly better good thing and that's what makes the game like enjoyable i would say yeah like the cards you hate the most are the ones you lose to, right? Right. Or you just sometimes lose to an honest, good play with a fair card, and you just didn't make the good read. Or nerf. Right, you nerf can't that. just be screaming nerf. <laughs> nerf I it. would say if there's a game that you want to play that's fair, play. you can play chess. That's pretty fair. Like, that chess is pretty fair. If there's a card me? game. Queen's is broken. You gotta nerf a queen. That car, that 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 uh, piece is good. broken. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Fly gotta, everywhere. Un unlimited squares. They got a nerf queen, and they got a buff king. Right? How is king losing? Moving only one square, and he loses if you lose. That's ridiculous. This game is unfair. <laughs> you can complain about anything. See, make everyone the queen. Right. Rock paper scissors. Rock is overpowered. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what it is at the end of the day. And poker would be another game that is fair and also has some random element and is a card game. Yeah. So those would be your other choice games. And otherwise, Snap is what it's going to be. 
snap is fun yeah i and i don't envy being a developer i mean like you can't ever make everybody happy it's impossible so no yeah they they have I, they're just i think they're just trying to stay within certain thresholds which right. they haven't like released publicly but if something is teetering towards over that point they're gonna they, yeah they want to keep everything in this band so it's like paper rock scissors but within yeah. a certain range not it can't be way out here like what these are the cards have been turned into and plus like they know like what's coming down the road so they probably have that in mind as well like if we do this then this upcoming card is going to be completely broken so we can't do that right that you and i don't know about so that's right. probably all like how wolverine how wolverine got buffed up right and this in the to, to make him more played in on all these like destroy interactions yeah that, like megasonic and nimrod which I, I've, I've tried together, but it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to the next. A few more cards got the, the Nerf Hammer. We got She-Hulk. Right. Previously was a 6-10 and is now a 6-9. So right. her ability is still the same uh, with the one cost per uh, stone per previous turn, like energy not spent. Right. So the verbiage here is just saying... Um, like these moon girl skip turn moon girl combos or sherry combos to still have the ability to make a big play on turn six but just not just have it dialed down a little bit in terms of its power so on yeah on paper i mean like one cost is not that much um however i was talking to a friend of mine and he what he was doing was playing valkyrie into she hulk so before if you play valkyrie into she hulk with a full lane so their side has 12 and she hulk was 10 before with valkyrie yeah. that makes it 13. but now with that nerf it's an equal it's 12 12. you so, go you play you'd have to play she hulk after valkyrie not before. yeah so that's what he was doing he would play valkyrie on a full lane and make everything 12 on their side yeah. and then he would play she hulk and he would win that lane right because she hulk used to be 10. So 13 is bigger than 10 than 12. But now with the nerf, it's 12 12. So that that cripples his strategy there. Oh, he does it like that. He yeah. does it where Valkyrie is the only card when Yeah, Valkyrie's so playing. yeah, he'll oh, play sorry. Valkyrie and then I've never seen that. <laughs> yeah, so change it and then drop She-Hulk there. That's his lane, right? But now with that one power nerf, it's an even even. So that cripples his strategy. That's interesting. I've never played Valkyrie like that. I typically would put her in a full lane and one of the cards is an ongoing card to boost the to make it make the whole lane bigger than 12 on my right. side. That's interesting. Yeah. Your so, friend yeah. tell your well make sure your friend knows that there's no <laughs> refunds for She-Hulk. So that's what the collector said, no refunds. So I mean, he, so he ties. Tie is not bad, but it's, yeah. I guess it's not winning. I mean, it's it's a lot worse than winning, right? Sometimes that one win is enough, right? That's true. We should you should always play to win, not play to tie. That's yeah. True. <laughs> okay, uh, next card. Next card is what some people consider the best card in the game, and that's okay. arrow. Right. So arrow is very annoying to play around on the last turn. She being a 5-7 and again on reveal move all enemy cards played to this location is now a 5-8. Right. 
Right. And on reveal now reads, move the last enemy card, singular. Right. Play this turn to this location. Yeah. So I think it's way more fair for it was over. Like she can drag like three cards over on the last right. turn and just com- negate the, the, the comeback was a little much. Yeah. I mean, they gave, they gave with, her extra power, right? So it's not too They bad. gave her back the power that they took away from her while they were, while she was on the quote unquote watch list. Yeah. Right. She was five, eight before. And now she now, only moved one card. One card, and you can sort of play around it knowing that if she's going to take the last card, you can play your, you can still do your Taskmaster, Shuri, Red Skull, but then you play what you'd play your zero on the last, and then she would pull that on your on the last play. What I was doing with Arrow is playing Shuri before Arrow, like on turn five, I play Shuri. And then I would drop Shuri. Okay. Yeah, turn five Shuri. And then I would drop arrow in like a low location. So she'd be 14 and then pull whatever card there to match her. Um, so now it, she's going to be a 16. And then this way I only pull one card. So it'll be a 16 versus right? the one card. Okay. Versus whatever you, card they drop, right? Which is there. You don't have to worry card. about if you pull two or three cards and you might. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Right. I messed up. So this is actually better for the style I play because now you're dropping a. 16 card and what's six power card is 16 nothing right unless you drop it's, infinite it's, like the, it's the reverse uh it's the reverse where you pull them into the lane you want to win yeah <laughs> so unless they drop infinite you've won that lane right right because you're beating Gigantico, no, well, okay you're beating... So you have to have already won another lane right and then you drop her in like one lane that you're losing or it's like a zero no one has really played that yet so you're no you're that is you're right this is interesting you and your friend are up on onto something you're doing the opposite uh <laughs> strategies non-conventional yeah. so so turn three you play negasonic on the lane that you need to hold right so you protect turn, that lane. turn four or five <laughs> you do shuri right and then turn is it a turn six arrow with this strategy or yeah. turn five turn arrow? six turn six arrow because you want the surprise. Right? You need to have priority, ideally. It doesn't matter. She pulls them regardless, right? I guess it does. Okay, so if you don't have priority, they'll blow up. Negasonic will blow up. So they won't play there. They'll right. play in the other lane. Yeah. And then, so if they play in the lane that you're losing anyways, it doesn't matter. If they play in the lane that you wanted to win, you pull their card over to face your 16 arrow. The one card. Yeah. So that's yeah, yeah that's hard to beat in 16. Plus whatever cards you may have there, anyways. Yeah. So assuming they don't know, play around your strategy. Yeah. Because like now the meta now is to like pull cards away from where they want to drop them, right? But I want to yeah. pull cards to where I have a sixteen arrow. Where you're gonna win. Yeah. So that that's what I was messing around with. That's interesting. That's another one I'll play around with but you're yeah. right because yeah one card um an absolute when doubling makes a difference yeah um and and that's that's a good observation or good point to make if you want to be really trolly you play wong on four you play sherry on five you play arrow on six <laughs> that would have been really good in the old arrow because she pulls everybody yeah in the that's old almost arrow. like how you call um 
you're excessively winning or you're you're winning when you don't need to you need to overwin the lane as long as you win by one point it's good enough you don't need to win by seven you don't get a t-shirt if you win by 16 <laughs> or more you, you don't you don't get a yeah like a crown or anything you just have to win by one yeah unless you've tied the other lanes with this you know she hulk valkyrie nonsense right <laughs> right, right tiebreakers yeah yeah i guess okay fine you should always try to maximize but in, yeah tie tiebreakers are very ties are super rare tiebreakers i guess are can happen so yeah so if you play her that way i don't think it's that too much of a nerf right me personally That's i think it's right i don't yeah i don't think it's too much of a nerf no you're right if it was the traditional death wave last turn like i want to play arrow and death it um if they, if assuming that they, if they can only play one card because you wave them, they're screwed. But if yeah. they can play two cards, uh, or sometimes even three, um, like in the deck I'm playing, I have sometimes Zabu and Sarah face up, and I get waved. Right. And I can still, I can still play. I was able to play three cards, and it, was it because there was another location? Yeah, I was able to play three cards still on that last turn. And then Arrow would just move them all, right? And that sucked. But now, now yeah. she can't. So, yeah. Um, okay, so those were the major changes for in terms of like ability. Actually, on an you skipped tower. over. You skipped over Red Skull. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the annoing Red Sob here. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Kaima, for catching that. So Red Skull became from a five fifteen. Enemy cards have plus two at this location. He became a 513 and ongoing where enemy cards only have a plus one. So I... by bringing him down two, doubling now instead of 30 is a 26. Right. So that, I mean, does it make a difference? It's like. No, I mean, like, what's 30? What's 26? Yeah, you know? I can't beat the lane by 30, but like 27, <laughs> well, I can do no problem. Uh, yeah. Second dinner, thanks. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody's like, oh, man, like, if I played 27 power this turn, right? No one's doing that. Like, if you're losing by 30, you're also losing by 26. It's not that big of a nerf. Yeah, this one is the one that I think is not... I don't think it will change it too much. Yeah, I think this is more of a, a buff, right? Well, there was an interesting thread on Reddit uh, where a user made a table to show before and after what old Red Skull and new Red Skull, the the net points he would get you uh, in the cases of like playing him alone, playing him with Shuri, playing with him with Shuri and Wong, and how many it's a matrix of how many cards that they have right that the opponent has in their lane and okay let me see it so all of all these permutations it's four by six one two three four so 20 of these 24 different outcomes right we have one two three four five six seven, ten out of 24 cases he's better than before and one, two, three, 
Oh, in 10 of the other cases, he's worse off. Okay. And then four is the same. Because so of the plus one power? The math, yeah, on the power. So, for example, if you play him naked by himself. Right. And they only have one card. Okay. The old Red Skull would be net. You'd be 15 face up, but then you're giving them two. So you're net 13. That's the old Red Skull. Right. The new Red Skull, you're face up 13, but you're giving them one. So you're net 12. Okay. So thir old is 13, new is 12. So that's what this table is trying to describe for all the cases like one card, two card, three card, four card, Shuri, Shuri plus one. Yada, yada. So this is one of the few uses of Shadow King that I can think of. Yeah. So he just got reduced. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's who we should buy your tokens with because he'll just bring in instead of bringing down to fifteen, you'll bring them down to thirteen, right? Or well, yeah, 60 or whatever. Like uh, nobody gets plus one on the other side, right? So you drop Red Skull and then you drop Shadow King because the ongoing is. Oh no, you know what? It doesn't work because it's an ongoing. No, no, power. Shadow King is reducing you back to your original power, is it not? Yeah, but because the ongoing. No, yeah, that's the ongoing because of it's it's an ongoing skill. It just overrides it, I think. Yeah, so it wouldn't work. No, Shadow King's useless. There you go. <laughs> don't don't buy Shadow King, guys. Girls, guys, and girls. Oh, poor guy. I really want to make him work. I think so. Ultimately, like it, it's. I mean, they they didn't give him more power, so that at least they did that. Yeah, but is it enough of a difference to stop the Shuri deck? No, I don't think so. No, if you don't have. Well, Negasonic can stop it. I played against this deck a few times. But Negasonic, Negasonic you have to guess. You need to know right? where that Red Skull is going to go. Yeah, uh, but Negasonic would have stopped him if he was thirty, even right. So yeah, it didn't matter what power you. Like, no, I don't think anybody's ever said, like, man, this is a 30 power. If only he was 26, I would have won this, right? <laughs> I don't think anybody said that. So, I mean, what yeah. can you do, right? Um, well, actually, you're, you could have made Shuri five cost, but yeah, that's yeah, I feel like that would have been a better option, right? There was sure. some, I, can't, I can't remember which streamer said it, but it was I think it was uh, Regis, but he mentioned the whole design around Shuri mm -hmm. was to have it really it was released with the Black Panther set, right? Like the Wakanda right. uh, women in the army, and and those cards are all supposed to if they work nicely together, they should be like Shuri should stay four because Black Panther is five, so you would play them in succession like that, right? That was like his theory of why they didn't want to touch Shuri. Yeah, but then they didn't think about Arnim Zola, right? Taskmaster. <laughs> so now you're playing. I mean, yeah, then why not make Shuri five? You can still play, you know, Black Panther afterwards. On six, but not just yeah. on five. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because, like, Sherry, Black Panther, Arnim Zola, 
you know, yada, yeah, yada. But that's, that's not on what they call, what's it called? Tempo is the word. Yeah. But what can you do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's what it is. I think that's actually a buff for red skull. Um, well, no, so, what do you mean? because instead of having to give one power or two powers, it, only so, one. yeah, instead of giving two power, it's, it's just plus one, right? So you have, you as the opponent of Red Skull have to put more cards down to fight him. Right? I guess it's the use case. So where often in the Red Skull lane, how many cards would the opponent have? I mean, Red Skull is playing a turn five, right? So, like, if you only okay, I'm just looking at them in all the cases where he's used with Shuri, he's worse in the new way, except for so if the opponent has one, two, three, or four cards, he's slightly worse net. Okay. And he's only better if you play him if you play him naked, if you would, he's better now in the three card and the four card situations. He's net ten versus nine for three cards, and then for four cards he's net nine versus seven. Um so I don't understand. Yeah, based on how this table looks, he's not. When you play him with Jury, he's. Yeah, he nets you less points now. But yeah, but, but if you. It's not enough to make it helpful for you to beat him, anyways, because 26 times 2 or whatever. 50. Yeah. I... 54, 52 is very high still. So, I what think saying, it's 13 times 2, 26. Sorry. No, it's not 26 times 2. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't see it being that much of a nerf. I don't think this really has that much of an impact. If at all. So... Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just have to see as he goes on, but I'm pretty sure people still play the same shenanigans. Yeah, the deck plays the exact same way. You can do the same strategies and and um, and the lines and not have to really think too much different, except for, I guess, now the Negasonic, you might, the, the, the four people that have Negasonic, you can <laughs> account for that. Yeah, if you don't have Pryo. So... So that was the the last change of the abilities and and um, powers and costs, and the other um, there was another set of change for cards that copy, right? And so can can copy someone else's card. So Mystique, Absorbing Man, and Taskmaster, and I the change they made here, which I quite like, is that they added the text if it's in play. 
Yeah, so. Yeah, go ahead. No more copying from the graveyard, if you will. So, like, if Shang-Chi destroys, say, like, Red Skull, then Taskmaster can't copy his ability because he's gone or his power. Right. And that, like, intuitively, that makes sense. It never made sense yeah. the other way. You're like, oh, it didn't matter what happened to the previous card on the yeah. board, not on the board. Right. You still get that copy. So, it, this is good. This is just make so i guess this is one thing uh that got taken away from those shuri thanos or uh shuri red skull players yeah because i lost to that once where like i blew up his red skull and then he played taskmaster and i'm like oh whatever there's no cards here to copy and then you just like oh here you go 15 or right. 30 i'm like what this makes sense yeah. so and it's not like you can play your shang chi again right it's too late <laughs> it's the stuff yeah you already <laughs> used it yeah so yeah, I think this makes um, more sense. Like with the the spirit of the game, the the text of the cards. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of people were reporting this as a bug when it happened, right? So now they oh, made yeah, it. Yeah, it it's counter. It's counterintuitive. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I think that cleans up the cards a little bit better. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's they're doing something. They give us, they're giving us a patch every month with these kinds of changes. And I know, I remember them saying there was ability or they're planning for like over the air changes, if you would, like not requiring patches. And they did that with those power tweaks. Right. But in this case, where the like the ability of the card the text on the card got changed. I think that requires a patch and they've given us that patch once a month. So we'll, we'll be continue to look forward to, to them listening and um, making things as fair, but, and as fun as possible. Yeah. I think cleaning up the verbiage is important because like, there's enough like breeding going on already. Right. So it's better to be clear with what this card does and not be like wishy-washy with the text and everything. Agreed. Mm -hmm. And that would avoid me having to do so much exploration with Negasonic. <laughs> yeah. What, what is considered played. Yeah, let's find out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so w with the patch, there was also, of course, the data mine that happens. And they uncovered future bundles unreleased cards for the the month of may right uh and we will we'll talk about the tokens uh and all the marvel bundle deals in detail in a future pod i'll have my dashboard ready um but we do instead we'll highlight the single bundle that is upcoming the following week right and that bundle is called come do you want to oh i found it it's called the weekend bundle right and it's scheduled to come out march 25th which is the saturday and it's listed for 19.99 presumably us dollars right and it gives you a thousand tokens 200 credits and 200 gold that's 
That's not bad. Now we were in preparation for the episode. We were talking about why this bundle didn't get included in the February. There was a so this is on the overall bundle page on Snap Zone, but on the explicit February patch data mine, this bundle was not included. So we started um, trying to figure out if, in fact, this was a true upcoming bundle or there was some. Uh, inconsistent or, or information that didn't agree with each other so if you happen to know the listeners out there if this is a bundle that's going to happen um let us know on twitter let us know on on social but if it is true this yes it is a good deal because we by doing the math you get for um it's 27.99 it shows up as canadian dollars in the shop that's 14.50 gold Right. So that's, let's call that about twenty bucks American, with like how conversion rates are right now. And anytime you can get, um, so fourteen fifty gold, if you can get close to one to one ratio for tokens gold spent to tokens gained, doing pretty good. Yeah. Plus, you still get two hundred gold with this bundle too. Right. You get back some gold, and you get back some tokens. tokens. Yeah. So, yeah, not bad if you're like looking to get something and you're short a little bit of uh, tokens. This could be the bundle for you. That's it's almost a 0.7 tokens received per gold. And that's, yeah, it's not as good as the to- token Tuesdays on a unit price basis, but it's, it's pretty good for this larger amount that you're getting, a thousand. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that one. Yeah, it's like it's a nice little like boost if you're like, man, I really wanted this card, but I'm short like what a thousand. So, you know, instead of buying like like just instead of buying gold and having to convert it and open the chests, yeah, then just get this straight up. And then if that if that isn't true, we know that the token Tuesdays are true. So the last Tuesday of March, we have uh, a token Tuesday for eight eight fifty gold, getting you eight hundred tokens. Yeah, I've gotten all the token Tuesdays. So yeah, me too. It's it it helps. Yeah, it's almost a no brainer. I'm I'm happy they're gonna uh, keep that coming. So at the data mine, they they showed the um May bundles and right. uh, sorry April and May, and the token Tuesday theme is going to also continue to persist for the same same amounts. Right. Um, same ratio. So I guess the, we'll we'll update the dashboard and have that ready as we progress into the the future season. So then you'll know where you can get if you can only have enough gold to buy one of them. Which one would you want to buy for on a unit basis? And and, and knowing where the value is. Right. But here's the fun part. The fun part with the data mine is the the new cards for May. Have been data mined. There's, um, there's four cards that were discovered. Now, which one, which one is the seasons pass? Is it clear? Uh, Nebula, I think. Okay, so let's start. We'll start from the top. Do you want okay. you want to go ahead with Nebula? Uh, so Nebula, I believe, is the season pass card for May. Uh, in tying in with the new Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 movie. 
her powers read, each turn your opponent doesn't play a card here, plus two power, except the turn you play this. So... And she's printed as a 1-1. One, one. Yeah. That may change, but like, so yeah, so if you play... Oh, you play Nebula, and then you play Sonic Teenage Warhead. Um, she gets plus <laughs> two power every time the opponent doesn't play something there. That's right? a good so, like, Yeah, you can play Nebula that, you can play Nebula Storm. Yeah, Storm, what's it called? Or maybe Professor X is a little too late. Spider-Man. Those the kind the, the cards that block out lanes or yeah. the locations that the one that doesn't let you play after turn four. Yeah. Even or like you, forcing like your opponent to play there is a good effect, right? Where you play yeah, elsewhere. If you have like a predictable um upcoming move that you can um that you can count on like highly likely happening right yeah she's kind of like sunspot it's like another sunspot right yeah plus two. having the plus two is per turn is good yeah yeah there's some interesting dynamics i like this is a good um different effect that no other card really has or at the end of your turn effect is not very popular or not um, not not a lot of cards have right. Yeah, like they changed the way like she was originally data mined, which was plus two power. So before it was like if your opponent plays a card here, plus two power and return her to your hand. That's what she used to be. Oh, so okay. yeah. So now it's a little different. Now it's plus two power if they don't play there. So it's kind of the opposite effect of the guardians cards, where normally they get powered up if your opponent plays there. Oh yeah, Star Lord, Drax, yeah. and the the rest, Greek Gamora, yeah. the rest, Gamora. Raccoon too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mantis too. Yeah, so that was, I guess, in fitting with that theme. But technically, I mean, she's not really a guardian. So that's this right. Is, yeah. Spoiler: If you haven't seen it, but she, it, well, the movies are pretty old now. But she doesn't start out as a guardian, but then sort of half. Yeah, they like made her an honorary member, if you would. Yeah, so she's like a uh, anti-guardian, if you will. So like this, yeah, this is fitting, I guess. <laughs> um, so yeah, this looks pretty else, good. Who else would be an anti-guardian? I can't even remember. I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> we'll go on to the next one. This will be, I think, this will be fun to to experiment with. Yeah, for sure. It's it's uh, fun when there's going to be interaction, like high value or efficient interactions with other cards. That's what makes the cards fun and powerful so that's you know, we've already she could slot in with like those three or four that we just mentioned and that's that's what people probably naturally will want to into to play her so sorry moving yeah. on <laughs> moving on we have iron lad a four cost six power card on reveal copy the text of your deck's top card this this is interesting but so you, you're gambling every time you play because you don't know what's on your top deck. Yeah. So yeah, it's a bit of a gamble. Oh, card, sorry. But he can. But he basically copies anything. So ongoing, on reveal, specific powers he'll copy. And then presumably have that power, have that thing that was copied play out or happen on the center. I, I assume so. Otherwise, yeah. it's just like a text copy. Yeah. So on <laughs> reveal. 
like when you play him face up, he'll copy whatever text is on the top of your card, and then that will happen. This, uh, you're rolling the dice for four. You are rolling the dice unless you play the next card that got that in mind. So the next oh, card that got that in mind is Howard the Duck. Oh, I Howard didn't the... even know. <laughs> so Howard the Duck is a one-cost, two-power card. His is an ongoing ability. Tap this to see the top card of your deck. Ah, uh, Mr. Duck. Okay, yeah. bro. That's what you're thinking. So you have to have Duck on the... to maximize the, effici- the effectiveness of Iron Lad. Yeah. You have so, Howard on, on the board. Right. So you just tap him. What's next? What's next? What's next? What is he copying? This is really good. Yeah, this is an excellent card. This is really good without like Iron Lad. This is really yeah, good. Yeah, he's good for anything. Like, what's coming next, right? Negasonic coming next? Should I play her now? Yeah, well, you can, and then whether or not you want to um, snap and keep playing. Or oh, yeah. Save, I right, forgot about that. The yeah. There's so many times where I'm just, you want, you feel, you know, a little bit gambly. Yeah. And, or spendy, you're like, okay, whatever, I'll just pay the cube to see the next card. Yeah. But now you can just tap the duck, quack, quack. <laughs> he'll, he'll, it'd be funny if you'll like make that noise. I mean, every time you touch the quack. <laughs> so the only no, thing you can't, the only thing you can't play with her, like, is America Chavez, right? Because it's been discovered yeah. that America Chavez is always a top card and she just gets moved down. Is that how she works? Yeah, we talked about this before. Uh, yeah. She sort of just sits at the top of your deck, and then yeah. you're drawing. The game draws from the next card down. Yeah. So, so they would either have to fix that uh, for Howard the Duck. No, I don't know. Like maybe that's the downfall. You don't play America Chavez if you yeah. want Howard Duck. <laughs> oh, what is it? America Chavez. America yeah. Chavez like every again. Meet him. What's the point? <laughs> yeah. I like Howard there, the Duck. Yeah. Yeah. This is cool. This will be. Oh man, which one am I gonna buy? I can't buy all of them. It's too expensive. He is the I... first MCU character, right? Because he's from the old Howard the Duck movie from I don't know, like the '80s or something, a long time ago. But okay. they brought him back for one of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, so he's actually the first. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh, in uh, I think. Guardians volume, Gu- yeah. Guardians volume two. The collector had Howard the Duck in one of his cages, uh, which is oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's a throwback to that old Howard the Duck movie oh. from nineteen eighty something with uh, uh, what's her name? I can't remember the actress's name, unfortunately, but she plays um, Marty McFly's mom in Back to the Future. Oh, her. Well, that's yeah. old school. Yeah. Her name escapes me at the moment. I apologize. Something Rhea. Anyway. So shout out to any listeners that even know we're dating <laughs> ourselves if by even if you know uh, who that character is and what movie that character was in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, that's I've... good. This is, um, I was going to rewatch those movies anyways. If my, if she, my wife wants to rewatch them before we rewatch the third, the, the newest one this summer. Well, watch Howard the Duck first. <laughs> so I'm going to watch out for, for this uh, duck in the collector cage. Yeah. Um, no, there yeah, was, I was going to say in, in Hearthstone, there was a similar card where you could, or no, I might be remembering this wrong. 
No, it was uh it was at the start of the game you could reveal no, you could look at the next three cards. No, I'm remembering this wrong. I'm that's not even going to say it. Sorry. You you could look at three, pick one, discard the other two. But I don't know if it was looking at the three cards from the top of your deck or it was drawing from three random cards. I can't remember the effect. But oh, that's interesting. That's um there was never a card to just know what was coming. That's this is almost like having a game genie now in in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and then putting yeah. in the code that lets you see the next card and then deciding you know what you want to do with it like the more i think about it it's so good like it is. this is how many good. times on turn five you're missing that key component to your combo and it's like do i have galactus do i have galactus in my next deck or do i have odin right now i gotta find out but now i can just tap the duck nope i don't have it i'm out of there or i do have it snap exactly right until they play yondu <laughs> Damn it! Yeah. Um. No. Okay. Yeah. That's. I would. I'd pay six thousand for that. Power of the duck. But think, uh, well, there's another card coming up that might be worth the six thousand. Yeah, I'd also play six thousand for the next card, which is High Evolutionary. So he is a four cost seven power card, and at the start of the game. Unlock the secret ability of all your cards with no abilities. What does that mean? That means cards like Wasp becomes Evolve Wasp. On reveal, afflict two random enemy cards here with negative one power. Uh, Misty Knight becomes Evolved, so her power will be when you end a turn with unspent energy, give another friendly card plus one power. So a random card becomes Sunspot every turn. I, and I think you should add, or it should be said, their their cost and power will stay the same. They're just getting these right. abilities. Yeah, so the Texas the Reese will still be 0-1. Misty Knight will still be a 1-2. Right, so just their names will be evolved. I don't know if they're getting different art or whatnot. Um, they but, might do so, the uh, Mr. Negative style, like uh, in inverse of the color. <laughs> Yeah, because otherwise you'd be like you'd be playing all these like no power cards, and if you know the game, you won't click them, and then all of a sudden all this stuff is happening to you. You're like, what the heck is going on? Yeah, they'll have uh, to do something. Yeah, uh, stalker on reveal, give the leftmost card in your hand a minus one cost. Uh, Cyclops. Uh, what? Hey, hey, what? What okay. about the floor? Okay, what's going on here? <laughs> what's that? <laughs> no floor? How come they don't want to make it uh, minimum one here? doesn't say that and so uh -oh. you might have a zero cost card again right so i don't know um but cyclops a card i've been like championing for he gets a power now with high evolutionary when you end a turn with unspent energy afflict two random cards here with negative one power so kind of like a random hazmat Okay, there's three more cards here with no abilities that are getting abilities. The Thing, on reveal, afflict a random enemy card here with negative one power. Repeat this twice more. How does that work? Uh, the wording, they word it like this, meaning like it, it's like spreading out each right. time. It's not a single card minus three. It's because they, they, they could have like four cards there, right? Okay, so up and to sort of like spreading like three times or... Yeah, up to three. So a, a net of minus three, but it's spread across how many cards they have in the lane. Okay. 
um, Evolved Abomination costs one less for each enemy card in play that's afflicted with negative power. Huh. That seems pretty good. So they thing it works in conjunction with Thing and Cyclops and Wasp. Yeah, or even like Hazmat. And Hazmat or Mr. Negative. Yeah. Yeah, if they play Mr. Negative. Uh no, Mr. Negative is just Mr. Negative, right? But it's hold on, it's it's one less for each card. So whether the card's negative one or negative fifteen, it doesn't matter for this one loss. One it's loss. tricky though. Like how what do they count as negative power though, right? Like is it when they're just, red, it's gonna be red, the number will be red and it's well negative means less than zero, right? Right. So is that the case, or is it just like if they're dropped by any power, right? So if they drop from four to three, does that count? Oh, I see how you're reading it. Right. Or does it have to be below zero? Oh, sorry. No, no, you're right. If it's less than the printed, like, uh, original cost, or if it's less than zero. Yeah, so that's a little tricky on the wording there. There you go. So that's a good word. Yeah, if 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 it's supposed to be less than zero, they should just have it say less than zero, right? Right. Uh, the final card is Evolved Hulk. Ongoing, plus two power for each turn you ended with unspent energy. That's ridiculous. That's ongoing? So if you, like, every turn he, you he's have... Still a six, he's a six cost, though, so you have to get him out. Yeah, what, but it's on... Most, one turn early? Um, like, you play him on turn six, you're not going to have any unspent energy. But does the game count it, though? Right? Is it something like Morbius, where he's constantly counting the number of cards destroyed? Right? And then you play him and it adds up. Because it's plus two power for each turn you ended with unspent energy. Yeah. So, what I'm trying to say is that you, to take it, if you only play him on six, you don't, there's no effect, there's no gain. If you can get him out on four or five. Right. Then there's yeah. This is, then he'll just start growing, getting really large, large power. The way I'm reading it is every time you skip a turn, it adds plus two power. Yeah, but if you can't skip a turn on turns after turn six, the game's done. No, but I'm saying even if you don't play him, like in your hand, that's what I'm reading it as. Oh, right. Like but just no, like how, just no, like how null gains going. power. They will. They fix null. We no, they just that. they fixed the text, but he still gets all their powers. Because they, they fix so he before, gets it in your hand, but not in the deck. No, but like he'll still gain the powers, just like you don't see it, right? Same thing with um uh what's his name? Morbius. So you don't see his card before you would see his card being powered up, powered up, powered up, and you play him, right? So now it's always at zero, and when you play Morbius, then that's when he gains all the power for the cards you destroyed. Oh yeah, so it wasn't a nerf. Oh, yeah. it's, they just changed the way they show how they're picking up his power. Sorry, yeah, we're talking about two different things. I'm talking about when he was in the deck, and it made it annoying for how he interacted with with Mister Negative. But it doesn't change. Yeah, when it's time to make him face up, right? It doesn't change the final number, which is what we both agree on. It will be including okay. Yeah, because that would make Mister Neg. Uh, sorry, it would make Null useless, right? I'm on turn six and he hasn't like yeah then all those powers. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so okay I'm sorry so that's how I'm reading Hulk I don't know if this is the yeah, case yeah. but that's okay how so I'm this reading. is like this is a better or what's it called it's like the She Hulk ability but it's carrying over you're getting the effect 
over across many turns. Right. So it's like yeah. it, it's in keeping with the whole like she hulk hulk thing, right? Whereas when you're skipping turn, it's a benefit for you, right? So the way I'm reading is theoretically, if you skip like five turns, you can get like plus ten power hulk if you play them. That's how I'm reading it. Right. With unspent energy. So you skip turn one, you get unspent energy. That's plus two. You skip turn two, that's another plus be, two. He has to be in your hand or no? I don't think so. I think as long as you can play him at the end. Okay. That's what I mean. I don't know. This is just theory crafting, but that's how I would see him as. Otherwise, he's kind of useless, right? Yeah. I. This would be a good one to to test out. I think this is the card for sure that I will buy. Yeah. There's just so much, like as so I was saying to you, like you get really, you buy one card, but you're really, and then you're getting like seven more bonus cards is really what's happening. Yeah, and I believe he is considered a big bad because he is the main villain of Volume 3, Guardians of the Galaxy. So in, oh. keeping, yeah, in keeping with that theme, I don't think he'll come down from uh, Series 5. There we go. Yeah, so I think he's worth it. Yeah, well... They aligned it with the movie on screen. They aligned it with, I'm sure, the MCU comics, and now with the ability that it brings to the game, the benefit. Right. So basically, if you're going to buy this card or have this in your deck, you need to have, uh, you should have one of the other evolved ones. Otherwise, it's useless. Yeah. And also, do you just throw all these seven cards into the same deck? Probably not. You probably would just use <laughs> certain combinations to find or to maximize like the benefit. Use them all. <laughs> you can do a lot of like, of course, anything on reveal. You add in Wong and Mystique, and okay. then you get into some really uh, like reducing the cost by one. Yeah, is really good. Yeah, and then. Could you pick them back up with a no? You can't, beast. Yeah, you could. So, well, like, so without, without picking up Wong, I'm just trying to think in my head. Uh yeah. You, I mean, you pick up everybody, right? But you could just play Shocker, who is a cost two card, and play Beast on the next turn, and then play Shocker again. Right. So negative one, negative one cost. The only caveat is it's your leftmost card in your hand, right? But yeah. yeah, still, I think it's pretty good. There was a card in Hearthstone. At the end of the turn, it would give everything in your hand minus one, and there was no floor. It could go to zero. Okay, is not like Sarah, except. No, well, every turn it would go like minus one. Every oh, what the yeah? Heck? So if you had a, you had a five, it would go to four, three, two, one. Like you... every turn. Every turn. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only card I would have. It was yeah, that was a fun card to like do a bunch of broken stuff with. Yeah, so I gotta save oh. up for these tokens, man. All these cards look great. So we have those are the May cards. These ones look okay. So I for me I, I would say Howard and High Evolutionary. And I yeah. guess I'll buy Nebula because I can. You can buy her with money. So right, that's like twelve thousand tokens already, right? 
Yeah, so like FML. <laughs> and that's not even, we didn't even cover the April cards, which we probably will do on the next episode. Yeah. This was just to get out the, the latest and the greatest that what was found in the data mine. And we'll we'll come to see more of it as as it um as we get there. So what which which cards do you think you're gonna want from from me? For me? Yeah. Howard the Duck, high evolutionary. Exactly what you said. Those are the cards. Howard the Duck just because I like Howard the Duck, you know? Notwithstanding his amazing ability. Yeah. So better better get those token Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess I'm not buying Negasonic Teenage Warhead then. Let's save those tokens. Yeah, that's always gonna be the struggle. Like you can have that card today or in two months from now. Because we don't know the order necessarily of um like first week of May, second week of May, third week of May. Yeah. Uh, I mean like you can actually, wait till high evolution probably be the end of May, sorry. Just like how Kang was. Yeah, so they actually do have a date for it. Uh, It is March. Sorry, let me just scroll down here. It is May 23rd. Oh, wow. So a month from now. Today's March 22nd. Yeah, so May the 2nd, Nebula. I think that's the season pass card. And then May the 9th is Iron Lad. May 16th, Howard the Duck. May 23rd, High Evolutionary. Oh, so it is. So the okay. So see, they they save the best two cards for the last. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Okay, there we have it. So we'll we'll look at the April cards. We've looked at the May cards, and maybe collectively we'll come up with a decision on where we want to spend our valuable tokens. And that goes without saying there are going to be changes to the token shop, right? And this was announced by a. Um, they called it the development roadmap that Marvel Snap. So they had three verticals: the coming soon, the in development, and the in concept. Now we were talking tokens, and token shop was going to be one of these changes. Uh, right. Really quickly, I, I one change was they were going to have a separate section just for the the newest card for that week, and right. have it be available for I think that whole week as a way to filter out and give the people that want the latest and the greatest, just it's there. You don't have to wait for a rotation. You don't have to wait for uh, the random number generator, hopefully give you the next one up. It's just going to be there. Except it's not right now. It's not, it's, it's in the coming soon lane. So Uh, I thought they would, I thought they was going to do that with the patch. A lot of people did, but it was never explicitly, said it would they just said that they were announcing that they were going to make a change <laughs> okay yeah because yeah. like i kept waiting for it. now I, I guess i'm kind of glad now because i don't know if i want negasonic anymore but i kept waiting for negasonic to pop up i'm like where's my featured card it's not here yeah um, and and i think well and some other people were posting screenshots of another shop change which was the series three portion of the shop right and it's now been clarified that the series three cards will also have their own section cannot be purchased with tokens right but instead it will be made available for free and and users can can get one free series three card per month yeah so i was able to pick up atuma because he dropped to series three yeah for free and he was my last series three card okay so you got that section in your like menu yeah yeah, so I got him for free, and then 
there's a timer that goes to next season of when I can get a new free card. I see. It's 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 on on my phone. On sorry, on my like I play on iOS. I'm right. series three complete, and I there's no indication of any. It's not like it's grayed out or or anything or placeholder. It's just not there for me. So it's oh, okay. not entirely clear what or how um, that change got implemented. Okay. So like when more cards drop to series three, it'll probably show up for you. Yeah, like uh, Shadow King and Stature and these junky, like no one wants to buy cards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's when I'll get Shadow King when he becomes a series three card. <laughs> yeah, why not, right? For free? Yeah. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. I think that like free is good. Like you people were paying money for these cards or gold or whatever tokens. So free is free. Yeah. But there's gonna be people that want to complain that it's free. Like Yeah, I mean the only thing is you can't buy them for a thousand tokens anymore, right? But you know, that means why would you, you know, want Okay, that's what the downside. So, like, because it's only one per month, right? You can't buy if you had. You were missing if you had ten k tokens, you and you're missing ten, and you just wanted to buy them all in one month. You can't do that. Yeah, but it takes away like some of the um, you know the the thinking process, right? Because before it's like, should I spend a thousand? Should I spend three thousand? But now you know, like, you the minimum you have to spend is three thousand, right? So you don't have to like, well, I should save for a thousand credit card or token card. Well, there are none anymore. So, you know, if you want to buy that 3000 token card, go ahead and do it or wait till it's free next season. Right. Ah, uh, that's a good point. Yeah. So they've just increased the, the average token spent per transaction. <laughs> it right. just got pumped up by, making, <laughs> yeah. by doing this. Uh, we'll just give them the free crappy one and they'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, and spend more tokens. We'll also make them spend more money on the other ones. And don't worry, they'll just keep buying them. And and we won't give them any refunds on top of that. <laughs> Listen, second dinner has to eat, right? You think about like when they were planning out the game, they'd just be like, like how much should we charge for these cards? And then bro's like, well, okay, I've got two kids, I got a house, I live in California. Like, let's just how much does a new car cost? Let's yeah. charge that. Cost of living's high. Yeah. Let's make sure that they can't they have to choose between buying groceries that month or buying buying stature. But yeah. buying Sonic <laughs> Warhead. Yeah. Oh, these guys. No, they're giving people what they want, man, because then I suckers like me. Buy the gold, spend the money, get the car, <laughs> talk about it on the pod. Yeah, I mean, like, with it. you're doing the hard work, right? You're you're the one testing out the Negasonic Teenage Warhead, so giving the people what they want. Exactly. You're on the Snap Food Pod. <laughs> now, was there anything else in the coming soon lane on the roadmap that you particularly caught your eye? Yes, conquest mode. Ah, uh, yes. So this is a new competitive mode that they announced. Um, it's completely different than the ladder play. And let's see if I can just pull up quickly what conquest mode is. No, they don't have it here. So basically what it is, it's like it's a different mode like altogether. Um, it's more of a competitive mode. And so it basically takes the same battle mode format. I'm not sure like if it's going to be that long because like battle mode is like 20 minutes, right? 
So I'm not sure if it's going to be like that drawn up, but basically you're in this pool. You start off at like, say like a bronze league and you have to beat, you have to win three in a row. You'll get a ticket to move on to the silver series. If you win three in a row, you get another ticket to move on to the gold series and so forth and so forth. And then you get additional, um, some sort of like conquest tokens to use in a different shop. Conquest shop, another in-game currency, of yeah. course. But it's kind of cool because, like, <laughs> I kind of like this tournament aspect of it, right? Like another like, like basically single elimination tournament style. Because, like, I like the competitive aspect of the game, and this is another way to, you know, do that. Yeah, because like right now, like I've so I've reached infinite, right? And there's not much to do now other than like just finish my missions and so forth. So for me, I mean, this is a you know another thing that I can play out and try to like hone my competitive skills. Sorry, I found the I found the grades while we were talking. Right. Bronze, silver, gold, vibranium, or infinite. Right. So that's funny. So in conquest, there's an infinite, and then on ladder now, there's there's in, there's infinite. Yeah. So there's two yeah. things to shoot for. Yeah. So that's good. They get more goals to progress towards, more like little trinkets and awards to open. Yeah. After to congratulate you, because you're right. After infinite, it's well. I definitely I feel more relaxed. Mm hmm. And not so on edge and like hating myself and the game and everything like about every play right and like now you're free to test out like negasonic teenage negasonic warhead negasonic teenage warhead yeah and i'm not playing so like tight and it's another it's like it feels more fun right certainly but i think um yeah so having another place to have that and it's having the five tiers also suggest suggests there's five like floors now too. You can't, or I would assume that you can't go all the way back down to bronze if you if you're in vibranium. Let's say like if you from four down to one. Well, the way I see it is, so you need a ticket to play in the silver league. So in order to get a silver ticket, you have to win a bronze tournament per se. So if you win yeah. that bronze tournament, you use the ticket to open up a silver league, and you lose. You need to go back to Bronze League to get another ticket. Oh, really? That's the way I'm reading it. That right? would suck. Yeah. So, like, oh, I wasted that ticket. I lost. Now I got to go back to Bronze, get another ticket. That's so, so. grindy, man. That, that <laughs> right? sounds fun. Yeah. But in a sense, like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. So, yeah, you would have to go back and back and back. So, let's say, like, you beat Silver. Now you're a gold. You lost gold, so now you need another silver tournament. You have to, you have to crush ticket. silver again just to get your yeah. ticket. And if you screw that up, you got to go back to okay. bronze and get another okay. silver ticket. I mean, we'll so, have to see. Yeah, that that does not sound. I don't want to play that. That sounds. <laughs> sucks. Lose. Yeah, like that's 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 the high stress again. So yeah, you want to at the end of the day, like people want to enjoy, have fun playing this game. And these road, these changes in the roadmap, uh, check them out. So in development, there's other um, 
and in concept lots of things that we won't necessarily cover today but as they as more news comes up or, or changes get made i think it's um it's good they they tell us what to expect and that's that's always a good thing yeah so it says you can always play so there's actually a, a level before bronze it's proving grounds so you can play that like oh i'm whenever. sorry i misread that okay yeah that's where so all proving... the scrubs hang out okay <laughs> yeah the proving grounds is like where you can just play with like no real consequences or whatnot right you just mess around until you're in when you're three in a row and you get your first bronze ticket and you can use that so you yeah, could like theoretically better. just like grind it out in proving ground right and get a whole bunch of like bronze, bronze tickets, tickets. yeah until you're ready and then and then you sell them on ebay for tokens <laughs> yeah or trade <laughs> them for you know negasonic teenage warhead okay sorry i missed i missed the proving grounds you're right okay yeah so yeah i'm sure they're like you know they're fine ways to like revamp it and so forth so that's that conquest mm -hmm. mode is coming in june yeah that's and... what i read somewhere that it is coming in june so it is further down the line yeah, that's they they tested it in house the development team or right. the, the Snap employees, and they said it was it went pretty well. And, and June is what they're tar targeting. Um, the other things I saw was improvements to rank mode. So they're gonna fix the matchmaking algorithm. So they're saying we're improving our matchmaking algorithm to create higher quality matches for all players including an update that will prevent players from matching against an opponent more than 30 ranks away. So that's a welcome change. Uh, yeah, also so that was... I noticed that like as soon as I hit 70, right? I was playing people at least infinite or right. higher. And I know that because they're like flexing on me with their yellow card back. Yeah, the, uh, the golden... Uh, <laughs> the golden X. Which is a cool so, card back, by the way. Yeah. So that's another that's, change. That's fair. Like that. Like, come on. I'm 70, and you're yeah. You're, crushing you're me. done already. Hard. The other thing is um, infinite versus infinite matchmaking. So once you hit infinite, you're only playing infinite players. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. So on your way to rank, you're not even playing against infinite players. Oh, is that what that means? Okay. Yeah, because once you hit infinite, you're only playing infinite people, right? You don't get matched with anybody else. Players that reach infinite rank will only match against other infinite rank players, which means on your way to infinite, you're not playing other infinite players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's good. It's also good for like people who want to mess around, right? In infinite. Yeah, because everyone that you're playing will not have the illness if they care like they're at 600 infinite and they don't want to go back down to 100 but yeah the newly fresh infinite players yeah we just like take it easy and not yeah and they also said that there's going to be an infinite mmr floor so when someone reaches infinite flank the game ugh, infinite rank the game will take a snapshot of their matchmaking rating and then for the rest of the season, it cannot fall below that value. So that means you can't just like hit infinite and then just tank all your games and hope to get a lower MMR for next season. Yes, yeah, so I I seen or heard some streamers doing that uh, in hopes of it reducing the bots that they were getting. Right. Gaming this like for 
that again edge case but yeah i could see the other case where somebody who for the subsequent new season right you want an easier path to get to infinite so then they're by lowering your rank as much as possible right and then yeah the oh the other thing they added for infinite players is this new infinite rank revamp so it has something called a skill rating score, which is a personal skill rating score that's similar to matchmaking rating, but you'll be able to compare it to other players. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, more so it's like, data available, ability, visibility is also always a good thing. Yeah, so like, you know, you always say like, oh, you know, I'm better than you. allows users to discover and rapidly identify who is responsible. My assistant was listening to us. <laughs> Somebody's always listening. Yeah, so like there's going to be a, a leaderboard rank. So like they say your friend has always claimed they're the best Marvel Snap player, but now you can find out. Sure. That'll be good. Yeah. It's That'll be, like the trash talking can now <laughs> be quantified. Right. And not just uh, the latter number, which doesn't really mean anything, to be yeah. honest. Like I made infinite. Yeah, what's your skill rating? Right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so this is it's a good summary of the roadmap. And we we look forward to it. We um but before closing out, we did we mentioned our um infinite rank. So we both it's been in that week and a half that we were off, we both got to play a bit. And Kaima hit rank before yeah. me, <laughs> and so, I also hit rank. And it's yeah. my first time hitting rank. And I used. I'm very happy that I hit rank. Congratulations! And I didn't use Thanos, and I did not use Red Skull or Shuri. And I did it before the patch changes. Right. So all of these things that I was very happy, very glad that I, I was able to to get this the closest i ever got before was low i got low 90s twice right and i had to start what was brutal i had to start from 40 because i was being an idiot and got myself <laughs> down to 70 from yeah. 90 i was at 90 at one point and i got down to 70 because i was just playing stupid decks right um but those those what helped this time around was like those bonus cubes getting the you know, 40, 45, 50, 55, etc. Yeah, for sure. That helps out. That um, made it less. Uh, and then again, the other observation, as soon as I hit 70, like the yellowback players, and I was getting hard countered quite a bit better. Like the, the player base was very good. And then I hit another wall around 95, 96. Right. And those games were very tight as well. Right. To, to come by cubes. So did you find like it was a lot of like cube mitigation, like not emotional snapping, making sure that yes, I'm winning this or <laughs> I don't know, like a little bit with the so I did I played two decks and I would say yes with that Galactus deck. Right. So this is the Mr. Negative Galactus deck. So again, the shout out to Rolls Royce. Royce Royce Rolls. Royce Rolls. <laughs> Royce like rules that's the app that deck 
is very, very hard to um yeah, sorry, you need a good cube management and the, your wind conditions are very less because of having to basically rely on negative and drawing out like two good zero cost cards. Right. Uh, whereas I, I got I couldn't get past this like ninety five ninety I was stuck between like ninety four ninety six and then I switched to this uh the player's name is J Hut posted this Sarah Darkhawk deck. Okay. And that deck I just felt like I was just playing it, you know, not really caring, snap, no snap, and it was doing well and I didn't have to think about or worry. And this deck on paper doesn't seem that good. Like that's like it's so surprising to me why or how I was so easily able to to just finish off the um, the last ranks. I don't know. I think there's other factors. I don't know if this is just I don't I play on my phone, so I don't have all the data captured, but like time of day playing. Right. Like are all the good players playing during the day? Are they playing at dinner time? Are they playing at 4 a.m. if when I sometimes wake up. Right. And if it's assume if it's regional, like in the same times, I'm not playing with someone who's in Europe or maybe I don't know. Am I? I'm I'm not entirely sure. So I felt that I was getting more cubes at certain times of the day. Right. Uh was one factor and then another factor trying to remember oh okay so did you find well you were playing mostly one deck but if i played if i i, I would okay so i periodically would randomly switch between decks and i found like the players on the say i played a lot of games in a row of negative galactus and i just wanted to take right. a break and i would just play like maybe three games with death wave right and those for three games for those three games those players weren't very good or maybe they're bots okay and they the algorithm felt sorry for me, just wanted me to win, so they gave me an easy opponent. So what I found is, depending on which cards I put in my deck, I would yeah. So that, the yeah, the changing of the deck, uh, basically yeah. yeah. But even like, so I played, so I played Hazmat Luke Cage only, because that's what I would say I would do last season exclusively but i would switch out certain cards so let's say i would switch out onslaught for rogue or whatnot and as soon as i did that the next match i would hit would be somebody with a rogue if i switched to onslaught next match i would hit <laughs> somebody with an onslaught Mir and mirror I, matches yo my god yeah like so i think that takes into account like part of your matchmaking because as a test i just switched out for patriot which has nothing to do with my deck and the very next person i played had a patriot deck so i think there's something to be said about how the game matches you up with similar type card decks to a certain extent so i found that by switching one of my cards to onslaught i was facing more onslaught ongoing players and less of a luke cage mirror which was you know, detrimental to my deck, and that's how I was able to reach infinite. So yeah. I wonder if they're taking into account like which of your cards you play the most, and then they match you up against people who have that similar kind of architect. Uh, yeah, I think there's something there, but they've yeah. gone on record saying there isn't. But it doesn't feel 
there's right. no I, way it doesn't feel it feels like something's going on yeah i mean try it out yourself just switch out like one of your cards for like some other meta card and see if you don't face those same people right like if you're not playing thanos or if you have them drop them in your deck see what happens yeah right? and putting put in like crystal and and yeah <laughs> like uh, so just to prove my point since i reached infinite i was just messing around with orca so i played an orca deck and now i'm facing all these orca player <laughs> who is playing orca no one's playing orca all right so why am i mirror matching all these orca players it's the right, new so meta it's the orca <laughs> infinite, uh tier like there's no way so there's there's something there i mean it's not always mirror matches but i think they take that into account somehow i mean i i'll say i didn't think you were going to be able to do it to be honest when you said i'm going to with Wong <laughs> or hazmat and luke cage i didn't think congratulations I would be able to do it. <laughs> that uh that you made it and it was probably harder and more grindy for you than me i was at least using galactus and some like null and those good, good cards yeah, I mean, like, full disclosure, for two games, I had to use a MODOK deck, but that's because my missions were to destroy 10 cards, but I did tank those matches on purpose. So, okay. yeah, so I did use Hazmat and Luke Cage and made it all the way to the top, just because I said I would. <laughs> well, I mean, you have, you've done it a few times now. Are you going to make any bold predictions for... For the oh, next month, uh, <laughs> you're gonna wait and see how the cards shake out here. This season was so tough being pigeonholed to using one type of deck. <laughs> I think maybe I'll take a break and then we'll see what happens next season. Next season, I might say I'll take High Evolutionary and Howard the Duck to end. Well, that's two, that's two seasons from now. That's May. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. So, no, no. So, next season, I'm just gonna play whatever I feel like. There you go. And that's and the then, best way to play because that's the fun. That's yeah, how you can have most fun. And then I'll make a stipulation for myself just because, I mean, it was kind of exciting, right? Like, just like I could have stopped at any point, but I just felt like, no, I said it. I need to do it. This is like my new mission now. I'm going to take this as my new soapbox. And yeah, it's, it's kind of fun, but also kind of stressful. So I would have, it really sucks when you hit the wall and you get stuck in a band arrange yeah. for a, a, a few days or what like and like you spent three hours playing and you're still you're still at 92 and like that's yeah. how it was for like two or three days i just did not that was not a good feeling yeah no i get it like or like you spend like okay so you have like a free hour here and like okay so i'm at 85 my goal is to hit 90 and then three hours later you're at 85 <laughs> oh you're 81 <laughs> you're 81 it's like come on what a waste i would have saved that i would have like been better off if i didn't play at all yeah. So. Yeah, and then you then you could have had your three hours back too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I think it's just a matter of like micro improvements, right? Like for the most part, you know why you lost because like no, I shouldn't have snapped that. You know, I should have retreated. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And losing no, one versus losing two makes a big difference. In huge difference, climbs. right? Yeah. Climbs. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm of the camp where you shouldn't snap unless like you have your combos or whatever cards you have. Yeah, there the, the high, how you call it, the high roll, if you would, like the yeah. the the path, the, the the optimal like turn three, four, five, six, and you have those cards in hand. Yeah, like everything's coming up millhouse, right? Yeah, that's when you, you snap. Need, 
yeah that's yeah i i would agree with that you i would but there's that's the difference between if they snap and you want to stay in versus you they snap and you snap back right if yeah they snap and you want to stay in you might only have two of those four cards right you want you want to see the next draw yeah right yeah yeah so snap snapping for eight mitigates like those four cubes you lose um but what i found is in this game people do not bluff so if someone's snapping on turn six yeah it's usually because they have a good reason yeah that's well this is you know we're talking about online ladder versus say maybe in-person tournaments right and where bluffing will might become a thing but you're right in the random the randoms that you come across yeah yep the snapping is a real thing yeah nine times out of ten if they're snapping on turn six they have what they want or and that's another tactic is when you retreat always do retreat later right never push retreat now right just on the off chance that they retreat yeah you get so this is like i was doing this sometimes to annoy people like you wait as long (laughs) as possible right and then you push the retreat later and it makes them think maybe that you're think you want to that's sort of like semi-bluffing i guess i'm not snapping but i'm not retreating right away i'm just waiting a bit before i retreat see for myself if it's turn six and they haven't made a decision of what to play or not to snap, then I know they're somewhat hesitant. That means they don't have everything. Or they're not sure of themselves. So I'll usually stay in that way. But would you snap? Um, No. (laughs) Yeah, if if I don't have the cards, I wouldn't snap. But I would stay in because you probably feel the same way that I do. Like, I'm not sure. We're both taking long. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure Uh, if you're sure. I don't know. (laughs) You know they're doing the mental math, right? Like, am I going to win this? I don't know. And you can hear the gears grinding, like, so you know you can stay in for that, right? But if like turn six, oh snap, that means they got Galactus or you know something. This is the aspect of the intern in person tournaments that I'm, I really want to be a part of, like as a competitor playing, but also right. a spectator and and as with like the personalities of um some of the popular streamers that we see come up come to light and and how they'll react in these like high pressure situations when there's like lots of money on the line too oh yeah so let's let transition you know there was a very uh popular or famous tournament with many famous faces um sponsored by not or produced by 983 media it's an on it was an online tournament uh, with three thousand dollars as the prize money, I don't know if that's pool money or all going to the first place. Right. But what was interesting about this tournament was that okay, so first of all, it's being held online, and um, and it's being held over many weeks. So they're calling that's called asynchronously. So the pe- the matches are being played with just the two direct competitors on their schedule, and they're casting it. Um but some uh, they've played it out now to this point where uh, the winner's final is waiting. Jeff Hoagland has made the winner's final and is waiting for the loser's bracket to shake out. Right. And they're playing loser's bracket this weekend or this Friday, I believe. And then Saturday is going to be the winner's final or grand grand finals. Excuse me. Okay. Oh no. Next week. I'm sorry. Next Friday 
is losers bracket, and then next Saturday, April first, is grand finals. Yeah. So some observations is that this there's good and bads about this format. Like what I like, one good factor is that you don't basically like you're playing these tournament matches when you have time. It's right. not us traveling to a venue for a weekend and having to stay at that venue for 13 hours a day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Brian out a tournament, which we're waking before. up. Yeah, we're waking up at like 3 a.m. because the tournament's or in like Oceania or something. Yeah. There you go. And the prize money's pretty good amount. Like you're just playing video games and you get good amount to get some get some cash. Yeah, three grand. But the the risk that they exposed them to was due to the fact of being carried over many weeks. Now they've basically mid tournament now are subject to this patch change. Right. So, so Howard, I think they were going to allow people to reset. So this was a tournament where people had to submit their decks ahead of time. Right. And I think they'll allow the players to resubmit their decks. But I don't think they're going to allow them to replay their matches. No, because that's was... for less power now. And I... <laughs> yeah. right, can you imagine like you, you lost like to Red Skull like by, you know, 30 power or whatever. And then you're like, wait a second, hold on. You know, there's if another was... like, yeah, if he was 26, I would have won this. Let's run it back. This isn't. Yeah. What is, <laughs> no, reset the bracket. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Start over. You know, I want to replay this match. Okay. We'll play up to that point. We'll play the same cards. We'll keep playing until the RNG is the same. Yeah, I can't do it that way. Do you remember at the Street Fighter tournaments, would they do that? Where they would like yeah. try to get the life bars and the timer to match the exact? Yeah, so like if something happened... Would, like... like the power went out or the... Equipment failure. Yeah, like not to do any due to any fault of the players. Yeah, like if their stick broke or something. So what they would do is they would... You know, put everything up to that match, and in Street Fighter, you get like this power meter, <laughs> or, right, where you can do supers and stuff. So they would try to match up the power meter to what it was before, right, and then match oh, okay. up Ridiculous. the life bars to what it was before that incident happened, and then play it out from there. So I mean, like, it's not ideal because your mindset's completely different, right? Yeah, the emo the human element, emotional psychology, psychological is yeah. not. This like in that yo, and you know what it's like. It's like you played this guy, and then all of a sudden they played Kang, and now they know what you're gonna do, and you know what they're gonna do differently. Yeah, they downloaded you. <laughs> yeah, it's like wait a second. Last time you did this, I'm not doing this anymore. So yeah, it's completely different. As it's still an interesting format, they're they're doing something. They're giving it as um, streaming it on YouTube. I'm sorry, as a way for for people to to view it and, and consume. It live so make sure to check that out it's on their youtube channel which is again 983 media and they even they had ben brode on there for commentary oh nice uh, on one of the matches so hoagland's doing the off meta he's not doing like thanos shuri red skull any of that he has this very fun to watch very fun i've tried playing it's also very fun math heavy right but it's a, a he calls the beast bounce deck nice using a bunch of one drops and beast and falcon to play and then get them cheap pick them back up and falcon and angela or, or not falcon uh bishop and angela are getting their powers uh boosted yeah. it's a good deck 
Yeah, like anytime he's anybody in, he's in winners finals, so like no one's beat him so far. Yeah, anytime anybody plays like anti-meta is always fun to watch, right? Yeah, and this like, was this is like what Harry did back in New York for the other tournament too. Right, he was the only one with Thanos that showed up. Yeah, because like you don't want to watch a tournament with like you know ten Thanos decks, right? It was like that Korean tournament, like everyone was Yeah, top ten, top five. Yeah. Okay, so we're closing closing out here. We we have a segment here called the River Run. Right. And the River Run is a turn six play in Marvel Snap. Uh, win or lose, good or bad, but it was something that was completely unexpected or, or or expected but just happening happening on like a, a large scale and i think ken kama has a, a river run to share with us today so i found this on reddit uh by a user called jonesy 62 uh and played by the name of sir bussy um so okay so here's what happened so he would play so player one for clarity played Mr. Fantastic and White Queen. So White Queen draws a copy of your opponent's highest card, right? Uh, so in this case, he happened to draw Kang. Player two played uh, Doc Ock uh, and ended up pulling Kang into that lane, right? So they had to reset the match again. So they played the same thing. White Queen <laughs> would draw Kang again, right? Player two would play Doc Ock and pull Kang into the lane. So they had to reset again, right? So the third time of the reset, player two is like, you know what? I'm tired of this guy stealing my Kang. Looping me, yeah. Right, so I'm going to play Kang instead to get rid of him. So I can't, can't get pulled anymore. So he plays Kang. Everything resets. He plays Doc Ock. And White Queen ends up copying Shang-Chi. So then Doc Ock pulls Shang-Chi and blows himself up. Oh, he got pulled. Okay, he got it was in the hand before Doc Ock was available yeah. for sorry for Doc Ock to pull. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so before Yeah, so before Kang. Bad. Yeah. So <laughs> so it goes beyond that actually. So he so Doc Ock pulls Shang-Chi this time, blows himself yeah. up, and he's like, crap. Yeah. The lane he's playing into is cloning that. So cloning that copies whatever card you play and gives it back into your hand, right? So he has another chance to pull Doc Ock, right? Pull with Doc Ock, you mean? Yeah, so so yeah. he his Doc Ock got blown up by Shang-Chi, but it got cloned, so he has another Doc Ock in his hand. So the next turn, he plays Doc Ock again to see what happened, and he ends up pulling the Shang-Chi that the other player copied again. And blows up Doc Ock, and then he left. Oh, Shang. Okay, right, because they both played in the cloning lane. Right. So, well, Doc Ock pulled the Shang Chi into the cloning lane, created another Shang Chi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then blew up his Doc Ock, but he has another Doc Ock because of cloning that. He then plays it again and pulls Shang Chi again and gets blown up. So that's the fun little interaction. And the line is, "This is the funnest game I've ever played." Doc Ock is in shambles. That's happened to me more than once where <laughs> I feel like more than half the time I play Doc Ock, I eat a Shang-Chi. <laughs> but at the same time, if I was in that loop, I wouldn't break it. Why no, not? What's, what's, what's the incentive? It's neutral, right? 
yeah. by breaking it it's not guaranteed that you'll end up in a better outcome you're just breaking the loop you could be in this case much worse so what would you do is keep playing it forever yeah until someone can it's like an endurance like you're just <laughs> <laughs> no didn't yeah. you say there was like a loop i thought that you said there was a it was an unbreakable loop if, if they a, kept playing the same save? cards no if they kept playing the same cards it would go over and over and over again right because he played white queen white queen stole kang he played doc ock doc ock pulled kang reset he plays white queen he pulls kang doc ock pulls kang and they reset so it wouldn't go on it would have gone forever and ever until your like phone runs out of battery <laughs> yeah that's no. maybe less <laughs> what they should have done. it's like run out the clock right yeah so i'll put that video uh up in there to our youtube channel if you guys want to check it out that is youtube.com at marvel snafu that's that's a great one thanks for sharing that ken now if you've made it to this point we want to say thanks again whoever you are wherever you are whatever you're doing while listening thank you again for taking the time to making us part of your day make sure to tune again tune in again next week at the same, same snap, snap time, time same, same snap, snap channel. channel stay safe and snap foo thanks guys